That's to make it easier to get these guns in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can say whatever you know, niggas can no. say whatever they want, but it's just like there's so much gun violence in this country. Now you just oh training or that a license? No, they got it. Come get these guns. <laughs> Do you ever feel like like we could be living differently? It smells like AKA Almighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. Special thanks to everybody joining us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube Tube. I said that in a while. YouTube Tube? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm a little playful today. Um, I'm a little playful today. This card got me thinking of what I spend too much time doing. And I oh, think, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I'll. I'll talk about it a little bit. Actually, no, because this isn't even really going to be my answer for it. So I'll okay. talk a little bit about it now. Okay. I don't want to start on anything too damper, but this is this is it, it's kind of that. All right. <laughs> I had a friend recently that told me that. Uh, a f- well, his brother had a friend that just recently committed suicide. Mm. Has a has three children, mm. a wife in which he's going through a divorce with. Or was going through a divorce with mm. probably didn't make things easier. Ugh. That person had lost their job due to COVID like circumstances. Right. And but but the friend, the brother, whom is the brother of the person that told me this story, they had lunch plans with that person that mm. committed suicide. Sheesh. And what immediately it's the worst way to just have a plan canceled. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, it is. But but in my mind, I'm thinking, it isn't it so interesting. The the dichotomy in life between what is truly meaningful in our lives and what is truly the strongest thing consuming our mind, mm-hmm. sitting right next to the most trivial things in the world, mm-hmm. because <clears throat> you imagine. That if somebody is to do this to themselves, they're kind of contemplating it through time. Yeah. They've thought about more it. Than, more than likely. More than likely. Things have been sad or rough for them for, for quite some time. They've been thinking about it. So I'm imagining from a director's chair, like directing a movie or something, just looking at a scene of a man in his house by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking about how sad he is due to what all these circumstances that have overcome him. and he gets a text message from a friend mm-hmm. and he picks up the phone and it's so like, Oh, what's going on, man? Like, you know, we said we we're going to, we we're going to hang up. We're going to link up. And, and in this same moment where this person is going through thinking about the sadness that they're dealing with, the turmoil, how this may cause even more sadness and turmoil for the people he loves, but how he can't really probably bring himself to even deal with, I mean, not only that pain, clearly, after he's gone, thinking about that, but just the pain that he's dealing with, probably, and this is just my, uh, this is my estimation of the uh, situation, looking at these young people that are looking at you for support and for protection Mm -hmm. and for a vision forward, Mm -hmm. and you don't know anything yourself. Right. And so just the hurt that would come from that. Right. 
I can't be this person that I'm supposed to be for you. Mm -hmm. And then, and then all of that, and then thinking about how I might go about taking my life if I were to do so. And then having to answer your friend's text message and set up a date and a time and a, right. like a place to go out for lunch. Yeah. It's just a weird, those yeah. are two weird things yeah. to juggle. Definitely. You know? And um, now that, you know, I'm, I'm watching House of Cards, it's interesting because they do it in that, they do, they do it in that masterfully where you have this person. Did you ever watch any House of Cards? I watched like half the first season, but I couldn't tell oh, you much about that's it. that's more than enough. So you know that there's this guy that is pulling all the strings yeah. in politics. Yeah. And he's doing a bunch of dark things behind the scenes. Right. But then they have these moments where it's just these domestic bouts with his wife yeah. at home. And they're talking about how he needs to exercise more and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just very interesting ways of humanizing, you know, what, what seems to be a very consumed person in, in, in another sense. It's very, very interesting yeah. to watch someone like that just live a regular home life, too. Yeah. Because we kind of forget about that. And so... um the reason I brought that up in conjunction with this card, what do you spend too much time doing? And again, this still isn't even my answer, but it's something I thought about mm -hmm. when thinking about it. Was sometimes being too, too enthralled and too succumbed by the more grav uh, gravitas mm -hmm. of the things in my life and in my mind. And things like that. You asked me why I didn't why I said YouTube tube and I said I just feel like I'm in a more yeah. playful mood. Yeah. So that that's what I was I was saying it to is, you know, without the usages of these vices, drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. there's gotta still be a way for me to to bring myself back to levity. Right. From time to time. So you gotta find some balance. That's always the name of the game. Yeah. Is finding balance and yeah. stuff. So yeah, I'm just Trying to find a little more playfulness in some of the things that I'm doing. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I bet I bet you do. I bet you do, Keon. Fuck you. It's just the way I don't even like the way you're looking at me right now. Like, you've been waiting on this? Like, what are you, what's going I on? I haven't been waiting on this, mm. but there are times where I think, like, you know, I wish Earl wouldn't. Just he's so he's so serious. Mm. Everything is so why so serious? You know? So it's good to see you. It's it's good to see you want to be more. It's hard sometimes, man. Maybe let just let let a, let loose a little bit. Just the you know? more the more that I learn about things, and it's it's very interesting. Again, it, a lot of times simultaneously things cannot happen. Right, things have to take precedence over others, and the more I learn about things the further it takes me from other things. And that's just kind yeah. of the way that it goes with, with certain insights to things. You just, you cannot act the same. Wisdom is acting upon knowledge. Uh -huh. And so when I choose to act upon the knowledge that I've attained, it takes me away from acting in past ways, mm -hmm. you know? So it's a, it's a very, it's an interesting sort of thing to, 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 to work get, on and figure keep, out. Keep some of your roots, huh? Get, get back to a little bit of the roots. 
don't know. See, that kind of nah, sound like okay. that. That sound nah. like, oh, you don't change. Nah, nah, you nah, ain't nah. even who you used to be, nah, dude. Like, nah, 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 <laughs> like, nah. Come nah. on, man. Get out here and fuck some of these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Go ahead and nah, take, nah, take nah, this nah, to nah. the head real quick. Nah. <laughs> go Let's go ahead and get some of that yeah. makeup. Let's get some of that henny, dog. Nah. Come on, man. I'm not saying all man, that. Man, you a bitch. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you ain't even. That ain't even the Earl I used to know. <laughs> you ain't even tight no more. Nah, dude. no. The Earl I used to know is is very far gone. But but there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's also great that you're finding time to still find some of your past self, some of the some of a, a pinch of of. I ain't gonna say the Earl you used to be, but just. Some a, a just, sort of just, feeling just, that hasn't yeah, maybe just, been just there. Yeah, just the just the levity that can find itself in the current Earl. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. the better way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, that's 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 all I got on. I mean, yeah, we just went off on yeah. But go ahead. All right, what what do you got for us today? Um, what do you got for us before? Before the three, two, one. Anyways, you said something about people needing background checks for guns. Oh uh, yes, and. I got to talk about the state of Texas mm. today. Okay. Shout out to Richardson. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in Dallas, too. It's <laughs> out of Dallas. Um, what's, what's going on in Texas? Texans can carry handguns without a license or training starting September 1st. Without a, a driver's license. Without, what, without mean, a oh, gun license. Oh, just without a gun license. A gun license or training. Training being the key word here. You said civilians. I mean, was that... was that? Well, look. Was it, that a thing that people had to go through a certain amount of hours in training? I'm, not, like, I'm not certain about the training part. Right. But it's like... You're more so talking about the licensing? Yeah. Here? Like, you just walk in here. Hey, give me a gun. All right. You know what I'm saying? It just seems too easy. It seems like they're taking away some of the barriers. And mm. I feel like it's obviously to make a bunch of gun advocates happy. It's not just because. You know what mm. I'm saying? But let me let me read a little bit to the uh, read a little I'd, bit of this I'd to love you real that. quick. All right. Texans can carry a Texans can carry handguns without a license or training starting September 1st after Governor Greg Abbott on Wednesday signed the permitless carry bill into law. House Bill 1927 eliminates the requirement for Texas residents to obtain a license to carry handguns if they're not prohibited by state or federal law from possessing a gun. So they can go in without a license, get a gun, unless they, you know, they're a felon or something that prohibits them. Right. From... So there is a background check yeah, is there... what I'm hearing. Because um, there would be no other way of knowing well, yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah, a background check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they would need to perform a background check to know that yeah. you aren't allowed to carry. Okay. Um, the signing was reported by the Texas, Texas legislators off official website, which tracks the progress of legislation. Abbott's office has announced a ceremonial signing of the bill and other gun related legislation at 11 a.m. Thursday. This this happened a few weeks ago. Abbott's signature seals a win to conservative activists who have long sought the measure with without success. So I just don't like that. It's like signed, sealed and delivered. You know what I'm saying? And you're doing it just because a bunch of, a, you know, a certain group of people want you to do that. So make us happy and do that. And it's just in a country plagued with gun violence in 
mass shootings every other day, it just seems so irresponsible to just make it easier for people it, ir- to tip. Irresponsible is a good word because <laughs> it, it just seems so irresponsible yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> to make it easier to get these guns in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can say whatever, you know, niggas can no, say whatever no. they want, but it's just, like, there's so much gun violence in this country. Now you just, oh, training? Fuck that. A license? You don't need that either. Come get these guns. <laughs> I, you know, there are a lot of things that arise on this podcast, Keon. We talk about a lot of things. Yeah. And it's been, this is, I believe, episode 67. 67. And I give you a lot of pushback on things. Mm-hmm. But it's really just because I'm thinking about them. And I see that there's, maybe I, I find some insight mm-hmm. that I'd like to be able to give or just pose at least. Not even for the sake of the podcast, mm-hmm. but really just because I feel like we need to try to look at things from as many angles as possible. Mm-hmm. I will not push back (laughs) (laughs) on this one. You know, and I'm not even the super pro let everyone have, everyone get a gun. I'm not even that guy. I don't think that they should all be locked up and taken away. I understand why people think, I think when they say, well, what if we got to fight back, you know, from the government and we got to go toe to toe in the streets with the government. I don't think that that's really the hill you want to die on. Uh One, it's intellectually bankrupt. It is not the way that the government... I like that. Intellectually bankrupt. Yes. Okay. The way that the government would decide to have war with you probably wouldn't be in the streets with with guns. It's going to be taken care of through probably your computers, the information (laughs) that you're getting. Like They'll find ways to mentally shackle you like Mm -hmm. they're already doing now. Mm -hmm. They, they, will, they will find other ways to do it. They're not just going to put people in the streets and it's just back and forth. And if they do, it's still really a wrap. They're just going to be flying, bombing. Like, yeah. yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah. So that's not really the hill you want to die on. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> then the, well, I think a better thing is, or a better plight for the pro-firearms firearm users, you know, uh, all amendment loving people mm-hmm. is really just, well, bad guys are going to get guns regardless. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's actually funny because I think Chris, Chris Rock had a joke about this is uh, during no sex in the champagne room mm-hmm. when he said, <clears throat> you know, was it uh metal detectors at the front and all this padding down? All that means to the people outside with guns is they know that you don't got none. <laughs> and so if the bad guys are going to get guns regardless, if they're going to find their ways, the cartels, <clears throat> you know, organized crime of any sort yeah. and not even really organized, yeah. disorganized crime, it doesn't really matter. They're going to find their ways to get guns. But now they know no one has one legally. If that were to be the case, if you mm-hmm. wanted to actually sweep the streets and take away right. all people's rights to have guns, right. that's a better argument than what if we have to fight the government one day. Right. Right. That's a much better, that's a much better argument. So again, I'm not about let's lock them all up. I'm right. not about start passing them out to everybody. Uh-huh. 
So, but there should be regulation. We should be looking at people. You just heard me again when I brought this up and said that there should be more rigorous background checks. Mm -hmm. I was talking about people having babies because I don't think everybody should just be like, we know that. Sometimes you just hear of someone getting pregnant or some people about to bring a new child in this world and you're like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> no, not you guys. And you you would assume that you know certain people where if they were like, yeah, I'm about to go get this gun yeah. tomorrow, you'd be like, no, yeah. not you. Yeah. So, so, you know, free country, understand <clears throat> that. But you're right. Too many guns, too many deaths. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. You'll hear, well, those are people that don't know how to use guns, don't know how to. Well, you about to have a bunch of more people out here that don't know how to because they, they don't know training. Know, right. Don't know how to use guns. Forget <laughs> about emotional regulation, which I talk about all the time, which I think is shot to nothing uh-huh. these days. So, no, I completely irresponsible. I, I can't I can't really see any other way around that aside from power. Yeah. Power games. And yeah. that's just that's the way it's, yeah. that's the way it's going to be. I want to continue to be elected. I want to I want to continue to have my seat at the table. Now, let me let me read you this part, because that this is going to tie into what you just said. Abbott's signature seals a win to conservative activists who have long sought the measure without success. Abbott, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and other Republicans who were initially noncommittal about the bill were under immense political pressure this session from conservatives and gun right advocates who have long lobbied the Texas legislator for permitless carry, but historically struggled to win support. So Republican governor under pressure from Republicans to take away the gun. Well, I'm not going to say exactly what they needed to be, what they wanted to get done, because I don't know what exactly they wanted to get done. Mm. But the training is essentially not necessary. Right. And um I can imagine these people just trying to do their jobs. I mean, one, some of these people probably have been in 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 power and just in government legislation for so long that they've either been corrupted, like Harvey Dent said, either you 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 die a hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. One of the <laughs> most barest bars ever. Like I, I mean, I imagine that being the case. You have you you know what's right. Yeah. But politics isn't just what's right. Yeah. You have a bunch everybody around you. It's like you know what you need to do. Like you need to go do you need to go sign this law through right now. You go put this bill through right now. Yeah. Do you or feel safe? Or- do you feel safe being in a state full of people that you let down? Or that everyone there was a general consensus and we yeah. said yes and you decided to say no? How do you, do you feel safe with your family living there? Probably not. Probably not. Because Probably not. some of this stuff gets I am sure some of this stuff gets real. When it's oh, yeah. it's you no, know, the words under pressure on the on the laptop screen That's just cute. say under pressure. It's, it's nice cute. Way to put it. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't know what sort of real pressure. Yeah, it's probably a hundred niggas outside of his house every day. Like, Bro. give us guns. Yeah. With signs and shit. And guns. And guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we and now. It's just like I'm thinking of like all the people, like the training, like you hear about you hear about the about uh like kids all the time that get a hold of the parents' guns that aren't that don't have the uh the safety lock mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. end up shooting themselves. Yeah, like that stuff. It's not common sense. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like people need to go through training, training and yes. understand. See, this and that's stuff and that's fully. and that's where I definitely agree with you. Again, it's not just take the guns away. But when people say, Well, those types of deaths happen when it's people that don't know what they're doing. Agreed. Agreed. They have them placed in a shoebox next to their Adidas. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and some little kid gets in there and starts playing around and their bullets in the gun or something like that. You're right. And, and don't don't let a nigga come out and be like, oh, there was a safety on this joint. Oh, no, nah, that's crazy. But yeah, but definitely. If you think expected, if you think that there aren't several idiots that are about to go in Texas that are about to go out here and get guns just because they can and do something real stupid, you're tripping because that's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm just, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, just all the gun deaths and mass shootings that happen in this country, you just making it easier for people to get their hands on guns and you're not even making it a requirement that they have the proper training. This is about to be a a bleak episode for us. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know how much happier it's really going to get after this. I'm going to be honest with you, Um, Keon. Go ahead. I, mean, I got some. I, I got some more, other more on this. A little. Well, I just want to re- read a little bit more. Um, before approving the bill, the Senate tacked on several amendments to address concerns by law enforcement groups that oppose permitless carry, worried it would endanger officers and make it easier for criminals to get guns. The compromise law lawmakers reached behind closed doors kept intact a number of changes the Senate made to the House bill, including striking a provision that would have barred officers from questioning people based only on their possession of a handgun. So it seems like basically they made it so that officers couldn't just come up in your shit like, yo, what you know what you got that for? Why you got that? You know what I'm saying? Because essentially this bill, you know, you don't you don't need a uh, a permit to have one. So not you you know you can't expect officers to be jumping down your throat about one. You know what I'm saying? Cuz what you going to show them? You can't show them a permit. Like Oh, this, that's an interesting way to hand, just like, that's the solution? So that, so, okay, 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 okay. See, so here's my issue. (laughs) So you take away the training and the licensing needed to have a gun so that licensed armed police officers don't jump down your throat and accuse you wrongfully mm-hmm. of doing dastardly things. Right. Because you have said weapon. And what's being done about the training of the armed officers? Right. I don't know. I have no idea. Because I'm certain that most officers aren't just going to see a gun and be like, oh, you good. And that was my issue with the whole the defund the police thing. It was a terrible slogan. I'm going to be honest. People are going to be upset. Whatever. You know what this podcast is by now. <sighs> defund the police was a bad slogan. Mm. I understand the word reallocate. Yeah. Money. Reform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We're, that's So it's not about take, just crush the police for it. Like just no police. Yeah. Let's just not have police. We just out here. We, we just neighborhood watch now. Exactly. <laughs> so it's reallocate <clears throat> funds. From wherever there's too much mm-hmm. to training. Right. Whatever needs to be done in training, if we're buying more live rounds or whatever, or mm-hmm. blanks, whatever it is that they really need money for in uh-huh. training, mm-hmm. then you put it there. 
so that the police officers now are trained well enough so that they don't have to go and start pointing guns at people mm -hmm. that have guns. Right. They find a way to do it because they have the training now to back them and to right. facilitate these safer, more provisional sort of uh, environments and situations with people. Mm -hmm. But you don't just take away everything no so it's completely legal so then it's just like oh well he got yeah, yeah i guess uh, yeah i guess we just done being assholes now they can do whatever they want the laws that's a, just a terrible solution that was an interesting or i'm sorry it's not a terrible solution because that's not really why they did it that's mm -hmm. just what you're reading right now yeah so yeah. it's it's a it's a terrible veil to try to pull over people's eyes yeah. because that is not the truth yeah a solid majority of Texas voters don't think the permitless carry should be allowed, according to an April University of Texas slash Texas Tribune poll. Mm. He's not listening to the state. He's just listening to some of the state. Mm. But not even probably some of the state, some of the like the higher ups. Yeah, in the, in the yeah, yeah. some yeah, of the yeah. people that are funding him yeah. and keeping him in power. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm. so, it seems so one-sided. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to be the governor of this state, not the governor of gun advocates and Republicans, even though you are a Republican. You got to govern the state. You know, I, I said something on here maybe last episode, maybe two episodes ago, and it may have come off a bit, definitely bleak. Mm -hmm. I said that I don't feel hopeful. <laughs> for I told you this is gonna be a wild pot. Uh, I don't feel hopeful for people, uh -huh. but that I choose to live the way that I I do, and am I going to further refine that through my throughout my years? Because I feel as though there is no other choice for me. Mm -hmm. It's it's either do that and play my part, or just sit back and watch everything burn. Right. And I'd, I'd much rather be out there with a water pistol trying to put out the flame of the eternal abyss mm -hmm. than just <clears throat> sit there and put on some suntan lotion and, yeah. kick, and kick back and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so having said that, I'm going to tell you a little bit more. I'm going to expound a bit more on why I said that. Because a lot of people seem hopeless about people, and they're just like, "Oh, I hate people. People suck. People just." I got one more Texas Texas story. A Texas story? I mean, it's not a story, but just some shit I want to talk about real quick. Do before, that before do, you do, get do, started. Do that. Do that before you get started. Do that cliffhanger. Because <laughs> this is probably going to be the last thing I talk about on here. Um, let me talk about this. Texas House votes to yank state funding from sports teams that don't play national anthem at games. I know this is kind of an old topic. It's kind of an, it's, you know, we're going back to Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying? But let me, let me just read a little bit of this real quick. The Texas House gave final passage Tuesday to the so-called Star Spangled Banner Protection Act. I think it was. <laughs> it needs protection. Like, yeah. It's uh, not. Oh man, it's not going anywhere. You about, you that's, that's a, you about to have some patriots looking for you. That's okay. That's okay. A conservative-backed bill 
that would require any professional sports team with contracts with the Texas state government to play the national anthem before the start of a game. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Most teams uh, get funding from the state to build stadiums and to operate. There aren't very many uh, owners that just pay for everything outright. Mm. So that's why, you know, I, I wanted to throw that in there. What I want to say about this is like, okay, Spar- Star Spangled Banner um, or any of the many songs that are sung, you know, to describe the country or based on this country. It's it's a feeling of what patriotism. You want people to be patriotic. You want them to love their country. Mm-hmm. But it's like, don't you want that to be natural? Why are you, why is it that you're trying to? Oh, you better sing this shit before this game start, or we gonna take this money from you. Like I don't get that. You better sing this shit right now. You better. I better hear this shit in the stadium, or we gonna take some of this money out. That of is here. a wild way to like hear someone say that. Just imagine, like, just Uncle Sam overlooking everybody. Like, y'all ain't starting this game unless you sing this song. Right. Right? You better sing that song. Sing it. Right. Like it. Right. Put your hand up. Like. Don't yeah, don't nah. you want that? Don't you want people to want to sing? Like, don't you like? You know what I'm saying? No, shouldn't I this be more understand. natural? Like, yes. you're like you're make you sign some shit into law to say if y'all not playing this shit and having this, having these people sing this song, then y'all not gonna be y'all not gonna have a team in this state. That's what that's how that's going. Like, nigga. I I I I feel the same way about compelled speech as I do taking away the freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel the same exact way. It doesn't go I, I'm I'm not rocking with it on either side. Mm-hmm. People want to take away things that can be said. It's like, no, let people say what they want. Let us keep their eye on them and they can deal with whatever repercussions come from saying what they want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let them say it. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, don't tell me <laughs> what I need to say. Right. <laughs> don't tell me that I need to sing this song or you're going to take money away. That's just a, that's just a little too much. Like that's people, a little too big brother watching. Right. <laughs> people aren't coming to these games for for the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner, nobody's coming to the games for that. Like, <clears throat> it just oh, I just don't like the for the force. Yes, and so the decision quickly drew the ire of. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No. 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 Hold on. Um. Shit. Hold on. I lost my space. Okay. And this was like last February. In February, Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor Patrick named the bill one of his legislative priorities after Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks stopped playing the anthem before home games, which went largely unnoticed during the pandemic with no fans in the stands. The decision quickly drew the ire of conservative lawmakers in the state. Listen to this. Mm. Lieutenant Governor Patrick says, sell the franchise and some patriots, some Texas patriots will buy it. Patrick said in a tweet at the time, we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. You know what that gives me? You know what kind of vibes that gives me? What what kind of vibes does that give you, Keon? If you don't like it, go back to your country. <laughs> it gives me those vibes. Oh, you if you that. don't want to sing this shit, sell the team. Some Texas Patriots will buy it, and we'll sing the national anthem in this bitch. 
I wonder how that became a thing that 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 it is just standard and now clearly not only standard but <laughs> it's it's going to be the regulation <laughs> yeah to to sing this song if you plan on do having any fun <laughs> you're not going to have any fun unless this is sang first ain't going to be no football played no basketball no soccer no hockey y'all don't do anything <laughs> Sports related, unless you do this for I, I find it interesting that it's one is just a sports related thing. Mm -hmm. Like there are other types of things that can go on. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting to me. I, I don't it, know where, where that comes from. Really, it gets but. me thinking about how people. I don't even know if they still do this, but the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. every morning mm -hmm. at at school. You know I got saying? in trouble for not doing that when I was a kid. In in trouble though. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. And that's what I'm saying. But it's, like, but it's simply in because, trouble? But it's simply because mm -hmm. I'm a young child, and I don't know what the hell these words mean. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the Pledge of Allegiance and which it stands. My mother told me to pick the very best one, and you not it. Like, I don't know what all <laughs> these... I don't know <laughs> what these words mean as a young child. So I just remember, like, I not saying it. And they're like, Earl, why are you not saying it? And I thought, well, I don't, I don't know what it means. Like, I don't... Like I, I can I can you tell me what this means as I have to say it every morning? Mm. It's like so we're telling you that you need to do it. Like put uh -huh. your hand put your hand on your heart like the rest of the kids and just say I don't understand what's wrong with you. Like why won't you just <laughs> because I don't know what I'm saying. Y'all telling me to ple pledge allegiance and like I might know at least that and that seems pretty heavy. <laughs> and just and just think about that pledging allegiance. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. I'm not, listen, listen, teachers, I'm not saying that I don't pledge my allegiance necessarily, but I like to know what it's to. <laughs> like, you can't just tell it's to me. the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> I, I, see, see, and that, it, it, that it, it's weird indoctrination it, it to is. not let people know exactly what it is that they're signing their name on. When they, when you get older, you know, people tell you, you don't just sign your name on any dotted line, read the fine print, have a lawyer come look at it, like, figure it mm -hmm. out, go through it with the fine Go to it with, you know, finally with a fine tooth comb. And for you to just think that I'm just going to sign my name on something or just say I pledge my allegiance or just do anything, everything. And I talk about everything is meant for us to just do things mm -hmm. passively. Don't ask no questions. Uh -huh. Don't look to the left or the right. Don't look up or down. Look ahead of you. And I'm and I'm the air traffic controller telling you come this way. Don't look at nothing else. Yep. I'm telling you what to do and who just, to be and how to act and how to talk. Just kiss the pinky ring of this American mafia. That's it. Is yeah, that's that's really yeah, that compelled speech stuff. I'm not I'm not with that. Yeah, like like you're gonna take fun. Let me sing like, this if I want to. Exactly. And if, and that's if, the way it I, should be. If I don't want to sing it, that doesn't mean that I'm staging a coup. That, right. does, that doesn't mean that, that I'm against this, the country. I'm trying is, to burn flags every chance I get. Like right. it's not like that. So, so it, you know, this 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 is just too much. This this sort it, of extremism, you know, politics is truly the new religion. As I've gotten over, as I've gotten older, I've just really started to hate politics like it's just so annoying it's, it's so not annoying. even see for me it's not even it's not it's even politics it's just like how i'm not upset at rappers per se or or celebrities i think it's our relationship with these things mm -hmm. like it's not 
people's fault that people throw so much adulation and, and praise them and throw rose petals as they're walking around. Mm-hmm. It's that's not the case. It's our relationship with them and what we can do to break to you know untether ourselves from these ridiculous ideologies. Now, again, like I said, I think politics has really become the new religion mm-hmm. and people are willing to die on that hill. Yeah. And it's for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's for nothing. That doesn't make that doesn't it doesn't make any sense for me. But I guess. If I had to think of it, they think that that's just planting the seed. That is, well, it starts with not singing the anthem anymore. And then it and then it, you know, catapults and rolls and snowballs into a a, a smoldering subversive hate for America. Mm-hmm. And then once that happens and that's spread around, then now we're in the street with all of our guns fighting, right. <laughs> fighting the government. <laughs> like, it's just, it, you know, that's yeah. it's just so far fetched. It just I, it gives me it gives me like it gives me real like North Korea vibes. Because <laughs> like I, don't, I sent you a video like last yeah, month. I'm not yeah. sure if you watched it or not, but it was this guy who visited North Korea and he was just going over like all the rules and regulations, censorship. The censorship you know what I'm saying? Like over there, like you're not like if you take a picture of a statue of one of the leaders, you got to get their whole body. You can't just get their head. Like you're not allowed to like talk about them or look them directly in the face. Like it's just so you know, you're going to sing this or else praise this or else. I don't like it. No, <laughs> no, I don't like it. Nope. Nope. But all right, so <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> thinking about these things is what is what matters. And so when you tell me earlier on that you find it charming, maybe that I am trying to find some levity in all of my, you know, newly augmented, magnified thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think that to some degree, because we've had so many of these conversations, you understand again, to some degree, why I think about these things, I mm-hmm. do think that thinking is highly important. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way to get forward in things is there has to be thinking about it. Right. You can't just make decisions based on nothing or based right. on just something someone told you and then you looking at it as gospel and moving down that path, no questions asked about mm-hmm. anything. And I think that there is inner dialogue in people's minds that is missing. And then I think that there is external dialogue that is being shut out from people, especially in this day and age. And without that, because this podcast, for instance, has allowed us to articulate a lot of our thoughts. Yeah. And that has allowed us to better understand ourselves. Right. And so you need that dialogue to help further your ideas about things. Yeah. Inner dialogue is great, but it can't just be that on its own which is why I advocate for communication as much as I do open, honest, civil communication. But the inner dialogue is extremely <sighs> salud, is extremely important. And when I said I learn things and that takes me away from certain things, I'll expound on that. <clears throat> when you start to learn about anything, you started to learn about fishing last year. We can keep this very simple for a second. You started learning about fishing. In your learning about fishing, you must understand 
just how much I don't know about it. Yeah. You it yeah. gives you it gives you an idea. Every just imagine this. Everything that you do know about fishing, even though you're not over this hump and you think that you know it all and you shouldn't, you know that I don't know a lot about fishing. Because right. there's a lot that you don't know, but you know a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. It means there's a lot I do not understand about fishing. Right. This is what's funny. People think that thinking is different than that. Because people go through this world and they're living life passively, they think that, and we say it all the time, oh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, yeah, I thought about that. This is what, this is what I think on this. But we use that word so loosely. I get what you're saying. <laughs> so loosely. And I have a friend now that's just starting to work out in the gym, getting them together. And when you've never, ever exercised in your life, you didn't grow up an athlete and any sort of stuff, and you just try to go do it by yourself, you suck. You do not know what you're doing. And you can fool yourself into thinking that you're exercising. Uh-huh. As long as you go to the gym, you put a cute outfit together, and you try to start <laughs> doing some jump rope and you know, picking up some two and a half pound dumbbells and throwing them around. You think that you're exercising. You ain't broke a sweat. You ain't huffing and puffing at all. You ain't burn no calories. You ain't strain. You ain't strain your muscles. Nothing happened. You just went to the gym in a cute outfit and you left clean as hell, <laughs> smelling good. <laughs> so you fool yourself into thinking that you're doing something simply because you're going through some very surface motions in that domain. Mm-hmm. Thinking. Because I've learned about thinking. Now, people don't even think, and this is what's going to blow people's mind. What do you mean learn about thinking? And that's the point. You think that you know how to think about something Mm -hmm. simply because something pops in your mind and you said, oh, yeah, I thought about this the other day. Like, no, Mm -hmm. something just came to you in your mind Mm -hmm. for a bunch of subconscious reasons you have no idea about. Bunch of stuff that you read, you saw, you you know what I mean? Just a bunch of sensory stimuli that mm-hmm. took place and idea popped in your mind. And so you, you said, I thought about something. No, you didn't. Now, I have a book here called Thinking and Learning to Think. Wow. By Nathan C. Schaefer. Okay. This is what people do not know about is how to think about exactly. things. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead and look at that. It's a it's such an interesting book. Yeah, I was hoping to like look on the back and, and Oh no, nah, that's okay. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you I'm going to give you exactly <laughs> what you Nothing read, on the back what of you that need book. right now. I'm going to give you a couple of things that may, hopefully it'll 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 ring true to somebody. This is one thing that I always find to be so funny cuz I know so many people that fit into this category. Where is this chapter? It is called the memory and thinking, page 167, it says. Look at this. Many people freely admit that they have a poor memory. Mm-hmm. You've heard this. Oh, my memory. Oh, I, I yeah. can never remember yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, people say that all the time. Definitely. Okay. With me so far. Their misstatements, breaches of etiquette, and failure to keep engagements, they excuse by claiming a poor memory for dates, names, faces, facts, and the like. Now, accuse them of possessing poor judgment, and they are very much offended. Now, just imagine telling somebody that said, oh, I got a bad memory, and be like, yeah, your judgment's trash. 
<laughs> Imagine telling them. They'd be like, what do you, who are you to tell me that my judgment is bad? <laughs> what are you talking about? They're not thinking about it. Uh-huh. Now, let me continue. They fail to see the close relation between a good memory and good judgment. Between an accurate memory and sound common sense, which is but another name for good judgment in matters that all men and women have in common. Judgment affirms the agreement or disagreement between two objects of thought. Okay. When you're judging something, you're thinking about two or various different things, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to judge between them, correct? Okay. It involves comparison. How can the comparison be accurate if the memory is not accurate in the ideas it recalls of the things to be compared? Oh. Okay. Interesting book. Hell yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about thinking. Just, quick, shit, it, just shit it on some people just now. Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick, quick processing uh, issue here for people. Where, where, is, where is all this? I think it's at the very beginning. Editor's preface. Okay. The purposes of the teacher thinking may be distinguished as follows. Clear thinking, by which one is to understand thinking the thing and not something in its stead. Meaning when you want to think about something, you want to make sure that you are clearly thinking about that thing and nothing else related to it. Just that thing and that thing of itself. Much thinking is not clear. The power of recall is not fully developed. The mind acts but is not able to assert confidently the accuracy of what it acts upon. Much needless criticism is heaped upon schools because pupils cannot spell correctly, solve problems accurately, recite a lesson in history or in geography properly. In short, because the pupil's knowledge is not clear. The first step in all true think, think or in true teaching is the step that makes clear to the pupil the thing he or she is to think. Distinct thinking, by which one is to understand thinking the thing in its relations, right? Its relations to other things. Mm -hmm. The phase of thinking is sometimes called apperception. It is the second and not the first step in thinking. There is no value in teaching relations until the things to be related are first clearly apprehended. Okay. All right. Perception must precede apperception. The pupil in the elementary school has been taught well if he or she has been taught to think clearly and distinctly. Next, adequate thinking, by which one is to understand thinking the thing in its essential parts. This is the analytic form of thought. The child at first cannot think adequately. His mind thinks things as wholes. He has not the power to think the whole and its parts as parts of the whole simultaneously. He must rise to adequate thinking only after clear and distinct thinking have become habits of mind. The filler phase of this activity by which these analyzed parts are synthetically wrought into an organic unity is the process of concept making. I'm going to get into this. Mm. The essence prerequisite for all high orders of thought. This power every teacher should possess. It is his or her surplus of knowledge the possession of which makes him easily master in the teaching process. Last, not least, exhaustive thinking. 
by which one is to understand thinking the thing in its causes. This is the highest form of thinking the thing. It gives perspective to thought processes and eliminates all accidental and misleading elements from the categories of thought. When I think about things, I think about a very easy way to conceptualize this. Take a bicycle. Very, very easy for us to do. First, we understand we are thinking about a bicycle by two, two wheels, not a unicycle, not a tricycle. Bicycle. So that's what we're thinking about. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's important that we know the thing we are to think about. Okay. Next would be the thing in its relations. The things bicycles are related to. Right. How those things are related. What makes this thing like these other things? Right. Categories. Right. The whole and its parts thing. This is my favorite part. The analytical part of it. When you are thinking about an idea, a concept, some something that someone said, you're trying to think of a, a memory that took place, an event, any of this stuff we're talking about, the news stories, it has to be broken down analytically. If you were to think about a bike, a bicycle, it would make sense that you want to think about both tires, right? So you, so one, you have to think about the whole, which is a bicycle. You have to think about its various parts, handlebars, mm-hmm. there's a chain, there's a seat, pedals, pedals, tires, tires, rims, rims. right? The frame, mm-hmm. all this stuff pieced together to make the bicycle. Mm-hmm. You have to think about these things on their own, the tire on its own. Why is it round? Oh, because if it was a triangle, probably wouldn't roll too well. Right. Right? Oh, it's metal in the middle. So it's firm. It's sturdy. And then on the outside, you have a tube and rubber on the outside of that. Oh, interesting way to figure out how to keep air inside this thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I see that. And get air into it simultaneously. Oh, interesting. Frame, sturdy. You know, spaces out both of the, the tires. You have a seat where I can sit my ass down and feel comfortable mm-hmm. and have a leisure ride. I don't have to stand up the whole time. Oh, this chain. What is this chain here for? This chain is here to help propel the bike, right? In conjunction with the pedals that mm-hmm. I can put my feet on. So you look at the bike, you look at all the different things on the bike, and then you think about how the things work together on the bike. Mm-hmm. And then you have the thought or the concept, the full understanding of the bike itself. Right. right. People aren't fully thinking people through. No, because okay. the thing is, and this is why I tell you, I, I you know, I'm no. I am a thinker. And this is when you say I take thinking too seriously. It's I because I've had someone say that to me before. Uh-huh. You're thinking too much about it. Mm. I'm just thinking. Mm. You've been so sheltered and so far removed from what thinking is, hypothetical person, right? that you don't even know what thinking looks like anymore. So every single thing that takes place has all of these elements to it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to break them down and look at them that way. Yeah. 
And people don't do that. They just see the bicycle. Yeah. They just see the bicycle. So when you're thinking, the goal is to comprehend, to understand. And to understand something, you have to take that thing and break it down into Into its most fundamental parts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's the only way to truly understand the makeup of anything that you're calling to your mind to think about. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. You have to go through this process. Now, when I tell you the more I learn about things, the further I get away, let me be more specific. The more I learn about thinking and, and, and wisdom and cognitive function, the more I notice, like you notice about me not knowing fishing, I know that people don't know about thinking. Mm-hmm. And thinking is more important than fishing. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I think about the things, which is everything that thinking goes into, I get very, very scared Mm. for people Mm. and very hopeless because I know that they're not thinking things through. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what thinking is. Mm -hmm. Like my friend they didn't know what thoughts. exercise was. They just have thoughts, mm. but they're not thinking. Most thoughts that happen are surface. Super base level. Super base level. And so when you think about people coming out here, getting guns, drugs going in here and there, people having children, and I think about the level in which thinking actually takes place most of the time mm-hmm. in people's minds, yes. I am a bit hopeless, <laughs> but I also realized that, you know, you know got to enjoy yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can do what I can do. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's it. I, I try not to drink deep all the horrors uh-huh. uh, that life has in store for us. But I, you know, I try to stay aware of what's going on and make sure that I'm doing the best I can. I saw this after one of my meditations today. It was awesome. And I wish oh, I definitely should have because I'm going to botch this now. We're not really botched the quote, but I don't know who was by. But it was. I was clever yesterday. And so I tried to change the world. I am wise today. And so I aim at changing myself. Ah, I like it. Yes, I like it. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that's where it is on that. Um, again, Dallas Richardson, we love you, Texas. Come on, man! Like, I, you know what I mean? Just be safe. Hey, listen. Yeah. Hey, hey, Watch for your all, back, yeah, there. honestly, a real, like, seriously. Watch your back. Be be safe out there. You know, I used to because you know I don't like shopping. I don't like shopping for clothes. I just I just pick stuff up off the rack, walk out. I don't try it on when I'm in there <laughs> grocery shopping. I don't necessarily enjoy that unless. I'm going to try to put together something new that night. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm interested in the new ingredients I'm trying to put together. Uh-huh. But I used to go grocery shopping with headphones playing music. Mm. I stopped doing that. Why? Because I'm afraid. <laughs> they, <laughs> because, oh. because I need to be dotting oh. my I's, crossing my T's, minding my P's and Q's, swirling my S's and W's. Oh. I can't. I can't. Bring myself to just completely be, you know, bopping, uh-huh. having a good time. And I used to do it all the time, just going grocery shopping. I I need to be looking at people's faces. Right. I need to be seeing if I can see expressions of anger, if anybody's about to start anything. Like you have to be privy to these things. 
You can't just be out here relaxed. Yeah. And so my people in in Texas, you know, listen, don't wear headphones in the grocery store. No. <laughs> Take the headphones out. That's do the best not. I got. And I, not, yeah, man. and I'm not, and I'm, uh, you know, this is not me saying that if you're a a, a gun lover, I mean, and that's still kind of weird for me. But if if you're a gun <laughs> lover, or you're just for the Second Amendment to bear arms, like that, that is cool. Niggas love them amendments. Th- that that is that is cool. You know, I I love free speech. Yeah. I'm, I'm I will die on that hill. I we need free speech. I don't see life happening. Mm-hmm. Any way we want it to, without it, I just don't. Yeah. I, so, like, I like the one that says people can't be enslaved. I like that one. It's nice. Yeah. No, it's, nice. It, no, it's very nice. Yeah. There's a nice touch to it. It does. Yes. Yeah. Nice ring. Yeah. Nice ring to it, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, just be on your P's and Q's. Watch out for yourself out yeah, there. Man. Everybody try to be as responsible as possible. Be nice to one another. Please. That will help. Please just be nice to one another. You, you know, just take a L every now and again. If you feel like somebody cut in front of you in the line yes. and they turn around you and lifted up their shirt and they got a gun, just let them cut in line. You don't have to fight that those fight. Those are the kinds of L's I will take. <laughs> I'll take those L's. You don't have to fight that fight. Just let it be. You don't really have to be winning any of these fights. These fights really don't be meaning anything. Nope. My dad, he got. In some little skirmish a while. This was like a couple years ago, I think. All right. It was a parking space, man. DC, Adams Morgan, I believe. What's he doing out there? Park, you're having a good time. You know, live music somewhere. You know, he, <laughs> he's always down for the live music. But, you know, parking space somewhere. And then he, to this day, got a video of him out there arguing with somebody because they pulled him before him. But not only did they pull him before him, he clearly was waiting there for it. But then they rolled down the window and was like, ha! Like, so like, ha! Ha! Oh. Roll down the window, ah! and he was like, "Nope," <laughs> and got out the car. And you know, my mom was like, "Oh no, like, oh, get back! Like, what are you doing? Like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this right now." But once he goes, he's gone. He's gone, and he got a whole video on his phone. It's just little skirmishes. But I'm like, I'm like, listen, oh man. Dad, some of these you gotta just I know take that, that L. I know, that I hurt. know, I know, but I you know. have to take because here's the thing. He's one of those it's the principal type niggas. Like so, and here's and here's the <laughs> and here's the issue with the principal. All right, uh. is the principal doesn't make it to the story. It, no, <laughs> the story that's told later on is. How did he go out? Well, oh, well, man. he was he was up there, Adams Morgan, you know, next to the jumbo slice place, and uh, somebody went in there and took his 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 parking spot that he thought was his, and they laughed at him, and he got out, and they got into a little some some, and then you know you know from then on, no he so no he got bad Achilles tendon, and it's like <laughs> right he ain't in no he ain't in no shape to be trying to trying to bob and weave and doing it like bro. Not over the parking space. Sometimes you just have to take that L and keep walking. Yeah. Because again, it doesn't make it to the story. The only story that people are care about once you're gone yep. is that dumb motherfucker is gone. <laughs> yeah. We now don't have a father, a husband, a you know, a uncle uh, or whatever in this house. Uh, 
because he because of the principle. Right. Because he had to get out all that intelligence. And he didn't and he didn't get he didn't that, get the parking space at the end. He didn't get the parking space. It's not like they got back in the car and, and right, took off. Right. It was just a little skirmish. They knocked his phone out of his hand, to which he picked it up and was just like, you go ahead. You knock this phone out of my hand one more time. <laughs> like, it was one of those things. Oh, I'm like, come on, bro. Uh, so, it's, it's, you know, come on, not, you know, not as, not as bright as moment. Oh, um, man. You know, not, not, not the best. Not the best. All that brain he got. All that brain. <sighs> but... But and that's why I'm so much on this emotional regulation. It goes towards everything. Every mm-hmm. time I talk about anything on here, it's important enough to encompass everything. Mm-hmm. I talk about consciousness. Oh, you got to get out of con- There's other things to worry about than just consciousness. No, there's not. Everything in the world that you could possibly experience is encased, it is enveloped within consciousness. Right. Without consciousness, you don't experience it. Right. You're, you're, just, you're an unconscious being. It's the same as just being sleep or dead. Like you're right. Not even sleep, because then you at least have some neurons firing still in your dreaming, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we're just talking about you being completely offline without consciousness. Right. So, no, there is not. When I talk about emotional regulation, that is encompassed within everything yeah. every moment you need to know how to deal with yourself mm-hmm. depending upon what happens in the external world because the external world you do not control yeah even in like the last like year or two it's been it's become very clear that people cannot regulate their emotions no but they but cannot. it's not taught like who who taught like what do you who yeah. talks about that what groups of people are you hanging out in in the topic of the day is how do we try to control ourselves today? You're right. It's not a hot topic. It's You're not right. sexy enough. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. So, yeah, you know. But speaking about some topics we can get into and weird segue, not sexy at all. Right. Is let's talk about let's 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 talk about some of the some of the nasty stuff going on. Wait, what? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked because I <laughs> because I actually have some of this stuff pulled up right here on my phone. We've been going through it in our in our, oh, in our, in our chat a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I got yeah. three. We can go, you know, we can go by level of of celebrity here. I had a feeling you were going to want to talk about this too. Just a just a little bit because yeah. I mean we don't have to get too deep, which is again a bad choice of words. <laughs> That'll be on moments three. <laughs> Okay, I, I now now it's time to stop laughing. <laughs> <'Cause> this, <laughs> this, these laughs can't be connected with the next thing I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, like hold, let's give let's give it a, a moment of silence. Former Disney star Kyle Massey accused of sending pornog- uh, pornographic content to underage girls. You do, Way underage. Now, if you do not know who Kyle Massey is, he rose to fame as Corey Baxter. They were really named the Baxters <laughs> <laughs> on that. So Raven on, and and Corey in the house. Very true. Like if it was on, it was on some like UPN. They would have been the Smiths or the Johnsons or something. <clears throat> in 2019, Massey was sued by a 13 year old girl for allegedly sending explicit text messages, images, and videos to her phone. Though the case was later dismissed, how that- old was he? How, time, you you know? know that no, I you know that I don't know, and I'm more so interested in. Okay. In the complaint, the plaintiff alleged she met Massey at Universal Studios when she was 
four years old. When did they exchange and stayed, numbers? And stayed in touch from then because she wanted to pursue a career in entertainment. Now, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I, I've always found it interesting when I'm watching things on screen, films, TV shows, whatever, mm. and people are acting with younger people. Mm-hmm. You find yourself in, in instances where if it wasn't on screen, it'd be weird. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. A father hanging out with his daughter, cuddling her there in bed, whatever, he's singing her a lullaby. Uh-huh. Those are not, they are not related in real life. Right. But because it's on screen, it's for theater, you're assuming everybody's protected and it's things like acting. that. It's acting. Parents have signed off on stuff. Right. It is okay. It's being watched over. Uh-huh. But because Hollywood, and I said this the other day, because Hollywood to me just seems like a nasty place. And it seems, oh, yeah. it seems nasty for so many different reasons. It's dirty. Just the reasons that people go out there and they try to make it and they're willing to give everything again for this sheer celebrity ad- adulation that I'm sure that they're trying to claw their way to is praise. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. awesome. They want a Golden Globe or an Oscar I saw, to I saw, walk a red carpet or anything, really. I saw a video the other day. There was a bunch of girls waiting outside of Justin Bieber's house and like just, Justin, give me a hug, give me a hug. And Justin just walked right up to them and was like, hey, I need y'all to leave. This is my house. This is where I come home and lay my head. Like I come here to get away from everything else. I can come here and be comfortable. I can't do that with you guys are standing here outside of my door begging me to give you hugs. I wonder if people in the industry look at younger people, just mm. conceptually, they look at them different than people maybe over here on the East Coast that, mm. that don't, ain't nobody over here that precocious as a young child like that are, that are doing things alongside us. Uh-huh. You have a job. I have a job. Everyone I know has a job. Guess who doesn't work with any of them? Children. Right. Okay, but these people on the West Coast, because of the nature of theater, uh-huh. you have children work with you. I wonder if in that some way it distorts the way or manipulates the way that you look at these people because you work with them. Mm-hmm. They come to work. They're extremely professional. Yeah. They're way past their, probably their age. This older vibe from them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and so... And this is by no way to absolve what is going on. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I wonder if that's what's taking place. I'm I'm getting more so in the mind of all this because I'm reading a book called I, I all this stuff has just happened to happen. I just have these books here. I didn't even mean to do any of this stuff <laughs> with any of these you books. Didn't set today. this up this way. I did not, but I just thought maybe it might pop up, which it did. The Anatomy of Motive by John Douglas and Mark Olshacker, which is the the FBI's legendary mind hunter. Explores the key to understanding and is catching the, violent is criminals. Is he the one based off the show on Netflix? Oh, Mindhunter? Oh, maybe. Huh. I didn't really think about that. But this person, maybe this person has gone and interviewed over 50, 60, 70 killers, rapists, arsonists, right. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, ju- and just been, been in there. Serial killers, mass murderers. Yeah. And the TV shows mostly around serial killers. Mostly around yeah. serial killers, yeah. So... It's a dark book, mm-hmm. but this person getting into the mind of these people, it's very, very interesting. Again, it, it's, it doesn't absolve them for the crimes because you're still responsible for right. it. But to understand where these people are coming from in the, in the, 
the compulsion that they have to do some of these things Mm -hmm. is very interesting in some of the ways that they upgrade into doing it because they can spot it roughly early on in children. Yeah. Some of the anti-social things that they do and being away from people and and maybe being discarded from groups, being a leper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's uh it's it's very, very interesting stuff. Anyway, so I'm just sort of trying to render my mind into gaining some sort of insight into what these people are thinking. Yeah. Because meeting someone at the age of four and then knowing that they want to be a part of the entertainment business. And that's probably something that's just, that's run of the mill. Uh Every day you meet some small child Uh that's a part of the business. You're a Disney star, so you probably see them all the time. So to keep in touch with them probably isn't that weird. It's weird. And uh, I mean, I think it is by our standard. I don't know what, I, I haven't spent a day in Hollywood. Yeah. But we're talking about Disney. We're talking about very young people. I can't imagine she had a phone at four. Who? What's the context? Oh, what? What? Why? Four? Like her own cell phone number that he can reach out to her at well, four? Well, well even, even if it's not, she can still talk to the family. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um, pursue a career. She said she reached out to Massey in 2018 about auditioning for a role in a reboot of Corey in the House. During subsequent conversations, he was informed that she was in eighth grade. Uh, he knew she was she was underage, clearly. Started sending some pornographic stuff. Lawsuit was sent in 2019. He says, no child should ever be exposed to sexually explicit materials, and I unequivocally and categorically deny an alleged misconduct, any alleged misconduct. In 2019, plaintiff's attorney demanded $1.5 million, threatening to go public to destroy my career if I did not comply. My family and I rejected this extortion attempt because I have faith that the legal process will reveal the truth. Don't count on them. I mean, so, so my thing is, and also... Massey, now 29, failed to show up to his arraignment Monday. Oh, people people sh- confirmed. Oh, shit. Now, you know, if we're going to do the whole land of the free, home of the brave, uh-huh. you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. So I do like to wait for everything to come in. Okay. Because, it, I mean, it is fair, right? Because you wouldn't want to be on the other end of that. I'm not happy ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh man, it's just it you know, I don't support the always believe the person. Right. I don't. But I on either side though. Mm. I'm not just gonna believe anybody for any old reason. One, because people don't think about stuff. I just went through that. Uh-huh. People don't think about stuff. So people are making ridiculous decisions every day then you have drugs and alcohol with inside of that yeah and people don't need more reasons to make bad decisions uh-huh. people make bad decisions just fine on their own uh-huh. they don't need inebriation to help it along yeah but you know disney stars hollywood i'm certain that has something to do with the mix for a lot of these people people partying coked up drinked up smoked up whatever the case is they live in life they yeah. superstars they do this sort of stuff. Um, 
So you know, we'll we'll be seeing what's going on even, with even, with Kyle even Boy Spacey in House of Cards. Uh, was he was he convicted? I'm not sure if he was convicted, but I'll tell you one thing: I ain't nobody heard from this nigga since. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to read on these things because again, I I just I'm I'm reading what is said. I I love the the use of the word alleged, uh-huh. you know, because again, we do not know until we know of things. Uh-huh. Next, Drake Bell, also known as Drake Campana, uh-huh. <laughs> star of Drake and Josh, pleads guilty to crimes involving a minor. Mm-hmm. Drake Bell pleaded guilty on Wednesday. To two charges related to crimes involving a minor, the former Nickelodeon star known for his role in Drake and Josh entered his plea virtually in Cuyahoga County Court. The 34-year-old entered a guilty plea to two charges. And we're going to talk about charges, too. Okay. The names of charges. One count of attempted child endangerment. <laughs> All right. Now. What was this nigga doing? <laughs> you're right. Now, see, that that needs to be specified because these these charges, <laughs> attempted child endangerment, that sounds rough. That sounds very egregious. Yes. Okay. Let Malicious. us let us let us proceed. A fourth degree felony in one count of disseminating matters harmful to juveniles. What does that even mean? Disseminating is to to spread out, to widely spread, to, to okay. like you handing out stuff, okay. right? To, to get the word out, to scatter. So you're, you're giving matters harmful to juveniles. Okay. A first degree misdemeanor. Uh, the charges stem from an incident involving a 15 year old Canadian girl who attended a concert, an Odeon concert club in Cleveland in, two, in 2017 of December. Now, according to Cleveland police, Bell violated his duty of care during the event, though it's not exactly clear what occurred. So that's what he's pleading guilty to, violating his duty of care. That would be in conjunction with the first charge, which I read is attempted child endangerment. Now, when you say attempted child endangerment, that sounds like you said malicious, egregious, terrible, right? Transgression. But violating your duty of care, care now of now sounds like this person was around for a concert. Right. They may have had a back uh, backstage pass yeah, to meet you, I, something like that. And whatever took place around them, maybe there was something that shouldn't have been happening. Uh huh. You violated your duty of care. Maybe it was backstage the, smoking or something. You never know what it was. It's not clear. We do not know. But just the charge ringing off. Yeah. Of attempted child endangerment, yeah. in and of itself, seems like you tried to throw this person off a cliff, <laughs> but you didn't get a chance to <laughs> before someone stopped you, Sheesh. right? So, you know, they just got a way of making things sound yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's that. We don't know what he did yet, exactly. Um, and then the other one, let's see here. Um. Police said Bell and the victim knew each other and had developed a relationship years prior that included Bell sending inappropriate material to the girl over social media months before the concert. So, so (laughs) what is, what are we talking about? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. They, they, they do not, they're not saying anything about this. The attempted child endangerment charges carry charge carries a maximum sentence up to 18 months in prison and a possible fine up to 5,000. 
to disseminating matter harmful to juveniles charge carries a maximum sentence up to six months in county jail and a possible fine up to 1000 so again the disseminating matter harmful mm-hmm. that makes it seem like you stuffing drugs down somebody's throat Ugh. harmful material like disseminating harmful uh-huh. material you uh, would okay. think okay that that's what it is but again it's now we're talking about something sent over twitter right so these charges you know weird or not or you know crazy and irresponsible mm-hmm. But again, definitely some sauce thrown on the Uh charges, like the names of the charges. Yeah. Again, not giving this guy an out, but wanting to try to see this from all the angles. Yeah. Young girl, backstage passes, she paid for that, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And she's hanging out with Drake from Drake and Josh. And something's taking place. Maybe he didn't necessarily do it himself. Something's going on around. Right. And she talks about this later on. And then it comes, it comes out. Uh-huh. Wait, what'd you say was going on when you were over there? Oh nah, oh nah, not nah. when you're going over to see this, 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 this Nickelodeon star. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. We getting a lawyer on the phone right now. Sheesh. Is you, I mean, you know, you you don't know, but but that that could very well be the reasoning for attempted child endangerment. It's probably coke. Now, now I don't know what he's sending her on Twitter, but again, nobody knows yet. Right. Like this isn't out there yet. But he's he's pleading guilty to very specific things that you'd be like, yeah, I'm guilty of that. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. I didn't even know it was <laughs> like that. But you know what? And and another thing. By the way, I feel like I need to say this because it seems like I'm just shooting people bail left and right. If any of these people are are just intentionally or not even intentionally, just just nasty, uh-huh. and they're doing nasty things. And they're trying to get with young people that they shouldn't be doing because their their mind is their brain is not developed and they do not they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. So you cannot take advantage of that. That is why there are laws against these things, people. If you do not know, these right. are the reasons behind them. Right. It's about the brain makeup. Right. It's about the processing of the brain. It's about giving these people, even though adults don't think, as I just spoke about, it's about giving someone the the capability to think just the the shot the option at thinking and young people cannot think well they just can't so they can't make these decisions for themselves that's why you can't go just meet up with drake bell in the back and do coke and hang out (laughs) with him at the age of 15 and drake bell that's why you can't allow that right (laughs) for anybody that doesn't realize why this is a problem i shouldn't have to explain this but these things happen. Yeah. So maybe it needs explaining. Yeah. Again and again. Whatever was going on back there shouldn't have been happening. Knowing you're going to have some some young teenagers backstage with you, you need to take all the precautions. You said Justin Bieber was outside his house trying to tell these girls to leave him alone. Yeah. You know what he didn't do? Open up that gate and start giving hugs left and right. Nope. He'd been in the game for a little while. Yeah. If you see pictures of Keanu Reeves take pictures with people, his hand is always right around their shoulder, but uh, he never touches them. Really? Yep. <laughs> his, hands, his hands are always like, there's always like two inches between wow. his hand and someone's body. I got to look up a picture now. Not and, touching none of y'all. That's so crazy. Y'all come ask for a picture. Yeah, I'm not touching you. Because then it's just like, well, oh, I didn't like the way. You don't know you what just don't know. these people. I, I and to be a pop star and be like a, like a, like a heartthrob and have uh, a bunch of young girls after you, that's even... Like, yo, come on, man. I I just want to write these songs. Leave me alone. I saw a video a while ago. I forgot what soccer star it was. It might have been Neymar Mm. or something like that. It was one of those, like, really, really 
superstar soccer players from uh, football players mm-hmm. from football. from uh, overseas. He was in a room with a girl. You know, he's laying on the bed, chilling, and a, she tries to, you know, jump on him. You know what I'm saying? Get something going. He's like, nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, that ain't what this is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got a camera sitting on the dresser recording the whole thing. She didn't know that. She went, said that this man tried to sexually assault her. See. And he had the wherewithal and the mind. He had a camera set up. To have a camera set up see, you sh- in the room. Bro, see, that's why <sighs> we might just all need NDAs. Yeah. We might just all need yeah. non-disclosure agreements on our bedside, just ready for anybody. I need, like, yo, I need, need to you to a sign stack this. of them, right? Just for even if, whether I got money or not. Because listen, if I don't got money, that's more of a reason. Because I can't have you taking a little bit that I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. So <laughs> I need you to sign this. Like we can't just we can't just get into anything. I'm gonna need you to sign all of this. <laughs> You can try to beat me down to my socks. Right. I can't have that, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. And it it throws such a terrible light, you know, on people that are really going through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. with real problems. Mm-hmm. And you're just out here jumping on people and being like, ah, ah. <laughs> bro, like, yeah, trying to say that he, she, he sexually assaulted her. And I'm so happy that he had, because who, who did, you know what I'm saying? He gonna have to go to trial, even if even they even if they found him not guilty, like he gonna have to go to trial. He gonna have to be dragged through the press. Neymar or whoever raped this girl. That's gonna be everywhere. But he was smart enough to have a camp. Like that makes you just not even want to do I know, anything. I know. I know. I know. It sucks. Yeah, man. It no. Sucks. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I just. It's I like just you know, you in the limelight. You can have any girl you want, but do mm-hmm. you really want that? Mm. You might not want that. Yeah, no, I don't think you want. I think it's just better to play the wholesome game. Yeah. I think it's just better to to find you a nice, loving, wholesome person <laughs> and just love them. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just better. Yeah. It's just better. It's better for you in the long run anyway, I think, just for various reasons. Keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, for sure. Now on to the highest profile. Okay. Bill Cosby. Released after assault conviction overturned by Pennsylvania Supreme Court. A previous prosecutor had decided not to charge the comic and actor, and he relied on that move to speak freely and and give incriminating statements. Mm -hmm. And because he did that, and he was not charged by that prosecutor at Mm -hmm. that time, you cannot now take that information and use it in further investigation and further trial. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, um, what was it? Well, let, let's let, let me read a little bit about this. I mean, that's pretty much it. They violated his. The his, court uh, said his that uh, yeah, his, it's pretty, crazy. The it's court a- said that a prosecutor's decision not to charge Cosby in an earlier case because he was charged twice in the earlier case opened the door for him to speak freely in a lawsuit against him, thinking he would not incriminate himself criminally. That's a wild-ass loophole. It is. He could. He can talk about it, but it wouldn't incriminate himself criminally, <clears throat> so he was able to speak about it freely. A second prosecutor, later on, used the lawsuit testimony in a criminal trial, and that testimony was key in his conviction, 
years later. Did nobody know about this? Like, I know this had to be on file somewhere. I think they probably just tried to get it through. They were probably like, listen, we have this. This is we have other things and it might work, but he might walk. But we have this thing. And he's he's been in there for two years. So yeah, I like, think they said two, three. Yeah, yeah, I think like, two years. It is crazy that it took them this long to figure like to figure all this out. So when an unconditional charging decision is made publicly and with the intent to induce action and reliance by the defendant, and when the defendant does so to his detriment, mm. and in some instances upon the advice of counsel, denying the defendant the benefit of that decision is an affront to fundamental fairness, according to the High Court opinion authored by Just Justice David Weck. For these reasons, Cosby's convictions in judgment of sentence are vacated, and he is discharged. I heard that he might be suing uh, the state, or at least the county, for false imprisonment. Well, someone, whoever this guy, Cosby's spokesman, Andrew Wyatt, mm -hmm. thanked the comedian's legal team and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court calling Wednesday's ruling a moment of justice for black Americans. That was that even necessary? Don't don't tie that to the black community. See, nope. Don't eat. see, no. see, see. That's what happened when everybody want to be one team. About one team, one dream. Don't don't tie that to 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 blackness. Like that has yep. nothing to do with being black. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Why the fuck did he say that? Right. That's crazy. Right. Right. That's like crazy. what else is that? Ain't there? no fucking justice for black people. Justice like, for black Americans. That's not justice. That's ju that. That's crazy. I oh boy. I don't like that. Don't tie that into that. Mm. Don't like no nigga. That's crazy. That's what his spokesperson said. This he he his spokesperson is a fucking fool. <laughs> So, for black, you know, justice for black. America. So clearly, you know, how people looking at this people like, yo, he was one of the biggest names in the Me Too movement. Put it behind bars. Like, OK, now we, we taking steps back because there was this, like you said, this wild loophole yeah. in the system where he's able to incriminate himself mm -hmm. verbally, yet not criminally. Mm -hmm. He can say it, but it's kind of off the record. Right. And it can't be used in his trial, and you can't be brought back on the same offenses. Now he yeah. cannot be retried for this. No double jeopardy. So that's what's going on in the world of nasty. Yeah, and that 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 concludes and it, that. And it's crazy because it's like you know he did it. Like this isn't a this isn't OJ. We know that. Well, we, we we know that it's, we're not gonna do that. OJ. Okay. Listen, we don't even need to get into this because, you know, we've now enough people have watched documentaries or the, the show put together with, hey, with uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. That with Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is, follow the case. I remember texting you and be like, this nigga did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he, bro, he either he did it or he, there's someone 
wildly close to him <laughs> that did it and he knows they did it uh-huh. but he did it <laughs> is oh, what i'm saying man. now but the point is someone i hear or someone's one you, you of course you're gonna have your demographic of people that are out here crying in the streets like clapping their hands like yes we got them out mm. and then you have I guess some people that came across or I got from my Twitter correspondent in the other room. Oh, well, then that means y'all got to let your R. Kelly out, too. Not that, that's No, no, it, it, it's no, it's not that at all, because <laughs> because we're talking about something specific that took place. And if R. Kelly did not do that same exact set of things. Right. Right. Then you do not get that. Right. You, if you just got caught touching people, being nasty, locking people up in your house, even if it was a mental locking don't, don't people up. Don't forget the urine. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I won't forget the urine. The urine, <laughs> you just need me to say it, <laughs> the, the urine. I mean, that was just one of the most publicized things so, from him. So. But, you know, <laughs> but if he did not say this in a deposition that was not to be used, uh-huh. then... That that has no bearing on the trial in which all of the evidence was used against him that yeah. put him behind bars. Right. right. That's just what it, he just took a loss. Right. Period. You know what I think about when I think about this situation? You know that that video that went around when Cosby was going to court when he was just walking and he was he just did that that that, that, that fucking that, yeah 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 a little like off, yeah. every time I see that I just be thinking like like this nigga ain't taking this shit seriously at all. But I'm just now I'm thinking like, well, maybe he just knew he had that fucking ace in his back pocket. Yeah, like listen, man, you're gonna have to go away for a little bit. Yeah. Like, we're gonna have to give him something. <laughs> you gotta go. Wow. But, we, but we got this thing. We're gonna get you out. So yeah. you ain't gonna be in there for the tent. Yeah. You gotta do two. <laughs> but we're gonna get you out. Yeah, no, that's 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 rough. That must be super demoralizing for certain for certain people. Absolutely. That must be that must be super demoralizing. I mean, it probably should be just demoralizing for all people because yeah. it just it just shows a huge chink in the just, armor. It just shows. A, yeah, you just feel like your your voice is just completely taken away. Like when it just shows a huge missing link in the system. Right. The justice like, like, system's never been perfect. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing ever is. Yeah. So that's that's that. So that's. I I I think for the most part, that's all of the very dismayed content that I have here today. <laughs> really, most of all of it. Yeah. So what, what, what would you have anything else you'd like to no, speak about today, aside from this card that we would like the answer for the people? Right. Our meaningfulness card of the week. What do you spend too much time doing, Keon? I spend too much time playing through scenarios in my mind that may probably never happen. We've spoken about this. Yeah. Yeah. I am a critical overthinker. Um, and, I, and just to cut you off, when you say critical overthinker, you, I think that again, you think about the wrong things and you yeah. think about it in the wrong way. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with critically analyzing a situation yeah but again to bring yourself to beads of sweat (laughs) thinking about something that most certainly probably will not ever take place yeah and it's really not even that serious in the first place and 
like I find myself just thinking about things that can happen before they happen, not knowing if they will actually happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I, I just bring stress on myself. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I do that all too often. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That that's what I spend too much time doing. You know, I actually felt pretty good about this this card. Because again, I at first I clearly wanted to talk about me trying to find a little bit more levity mm-hmm. in in this this new chapter of my life in the way that I've been critically analyzing things as I'm further and further having information and wisdoms and insight unveiled for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm really okay with where I'm at with that. I don't, you know, with the amount of exercise I do and the wonderful conversations I have with people and the active meditation and yoga and even the active television watching I do or the hiking or anything mm-hmm. that I do, I have a good time doing these things. Even breaking down all these thoughts that I have it is fun for me. It's a fun thing for me to do. It's it's no different than has there ever been a puzzle game or anything that you ever liked Sudoku crossword puzzles? I mean any sort of puzzle Rubik's not cube. enough to be consistent with it. Okay, well there are a lot of people that but do I do like I do enjoy puzzles. a crossword puzzle. I just okay never I I can go out and buy one and do it. Okay, well that is life to me, mm-hmm. and so everything again is the bicycle that I'm able to dismantle and look at especially conversation i look at myself as a conversational engineer within conversations i'm taking apart all the things that are happening within the conversation and i'm looking at them and seeing how they're how they relate to one another like the different component components within the conversation you're looking at someone they're looking at you and they have a certain body language a certain poise about them and then you say a certain thing and then maybe they shrink up Uh or I'm thinking about the things that are being said in relation to someone's body language changing Mm -hmm. or someone's tone changing or someone's facial expression changing within it. All that stuff matters to me. The the story arc of the conversation. How how did it start? Did it start off like you're sort of awkward and both people are trying to find their bearing in the conversation, whatever Uh the circumstances are that put the two people there in front of each other. It's kind of awkward already Uh to start. So you're trying to figure out where you both are. It's sort of like a like a boxing match. You're kind of trying to feel your your opponent out, or you should be your partner. Uh-huh. Trying to figure out your partner, and then later on things get easier. You start laughing. Somebody's broken the ice with a joke. Things get easier. It's a lot of jokes, and then it goes on to speaking about something deep, and then something sort of vulnerable. I like looking at the trajectory of conversations, all this sort of stuff. So it, that's fun for me. Uh-huh. So that's why I didn't want to answer this with why well, I spend too much time trying to think about things in my life that I interact with. I think uh-huh. that it's it's healthy and it's practical for me to do these things. Okay. Pragmatic. I've gotten to a point, I've thought about this. I've gotten to a point where I think I spend good amount of time in my life doing things that are beneficial to me. Okay. I don't think that there's one thing that I do that's just, it's just gratuitous. Okay. It's just too much and I have to cut it back. Not even the salmon and asparagus. Shout out to Jessica. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm eating other things <laughs> than asparagus. And yo, listen, I've been making I've been making some salads in here recently. I don't know again how you just feel about salads that don't oh, have I mean, that don't have. I mean, I'll chop up some some rotisserie chicken in there every once in a while, but it doesn't always have to have like a deep protein in it, though. Okay. Sometimes it'll just be a spring green mix, which okay. is you know you got your ba- make, baby I'll, spinach. And- I'll make you an awesome shrimp Caesar salad. Okay, I like some like candied pecans, oh, a- apple crisp, oh, yeah. dates, yeah, chopped that. mango, avocado, maybe like a little Italian dressing, some Parmesan croutons. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm like not a I big crouton guy. Oh no, they're okay. Okay, I could do with them. You just don't want the crunch. Is is it just the crunch? It's just I don't. Well, I'm again, just... these croutons. You you may be thinking of just regular basic, like Greek seasoning, cube, rectangle or cubic croutons that you get on a basic ass Caesar salad when you go out to eat somewhere. Uh-huh. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, these are more like. Parmesan crusted wafers. Mm. Maybe okay. you go to communion at church and get those yeah. little crackers. Yeah. It's like that, but but airier, sort of like okay. like they're small, sort of like yeah, I'm thinking of the, rice or those rice cakes. Yeah, but they're small. I'm thinking of just the, like the, the size of a like square. I'm nah size of a like quarter bread. Nah size of a quarter. Okay, okay. Parmesan crusted. Yeah, that's different. You yeah, you just gotta up your game. You don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta up your salad game. That's all. You don't put no. Boy you never chop no avocado and mango and put them in a salad. Hell no. Yeah, but you try it. Maybe you don't put no boiled egg in your salad. No. Mm, missing out. I've had a Cobb salad before. Cobb salads are pretty. They're pretty standard. I Caesar salads. I love there are three salads egg. that are quite standard. Yeah. Caesar salads. Uh huh. Your regular house salad uh-huh. is gonna come with some balsamic vinaigrette on it. And some onions and, you know, quarter chopped tomatoes, Mm -hmm. maybe some cheddar cheese sprinkled on it, something like that. Maybe not, Mm -hmm. but with your croutons. And then a Cobb salad, a chicken Cobb salad, probably. (laughs) Those are your three most basic salads. (laughs) I opt to be a bit more adventurous. I'm I'm typically more of a house or Caesar guy. Understood. I, I don't think I've ever had a salad that's had like dried fruits in it but but i think that's that's uh, you know again if anything well if not if anything but if one of the many things i would like this pod to be about trying to unshackle people from i'm willing to try it yes from from the you know the ways of thinking that they've had due to due to seeing it on TV mm-hmm. and that's just all you've ever known because that was what was advertised to you or it was what was given to you from your parents in their heyday mm-hmm. or it was just given to you by your friends. I just, I, you know, because it's it's very interesting. This is, I hope will be the last time I speak on it. But when you spoke about getting out there, oh my traveling the world, I just, I think, I just, I think the same thing, but for people's minds, because I, I, I would hate to be shackled in the same place my whole life mentally. Uh-huh. Because again, I think people can sit in one room, in one house among the same people and still find themselves outwardly thinking mm-hmm. while people have traveled the world, but remain shackled to all of their thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas. And so there is a mental freedom and liberty that 
that is that I think ten out of ten times trumps running around. Okay. So that that's the that's what I'll say on that. It just happened to come up in conversation. It just happened to come up. It, 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 this was not a part of this. This nigga's not. He's never gonna let me. Forget I'm just that saying. I said some, that. Sometimes <laughs> just things have to just be reiterated for us to re- for them to really sink in. All right, here we go. After this card that I'm gonna read, there's only one more. Okay. Okay. This segment is coming to an end. This is yeah, it is. Man, the the, the twists and turns that this this pod has had. Man. Yeah. I miss Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because eventually The Last of Us will be on TV. Yeah, and we'll see if we want to cover that one. We'll, we'll watch the first episode to see if it seems like it's worth it or not. Okay. Meaningfulness card for this week. What is a defining moment in your life and how did it impact you? Okay. What is a defining moment in your life and how did it impact you, sir? That is what we have for our meaningfulness question next week. Is there anything else that you would like to tell the people? Your last words, sir. It's getting crazy out there. (laughs) All you guys be safe. Have a great uh, 4th of July if you celebrate it. Um, But just be safe out here. Take your headphones off. Oh, man. My last words for the people. I love you all. I will be by your side. I will continue to do this podcast for whatever reason. You guys keep listening and more of you keep listening. I will continue to do this. I don't know any other way to to change anything if it is not through changing myself so that is just something that is is evident to me is highly apparent it will continue to happen i've heard the clinical psychologist that I, you know i rant and rave about so much jordan peterson have this discussion with that uh, biological um, or evolutionary biologist I talked to you about, Brett Weinstein, a while ago. And he spoke about his transformations in life. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about how, for the most part, you start to see the last of people's transformations after high school and then for some people right after university. So we're speaking... 24, 25, 26. Right. And to think that most of us stop transforming. There are things, experiences that are clearly you will continue to have and things right. that you might learn and pick up here and there on along the road. But for most of us, we have met people in their last real phase mm-hmm. of becoming who they are going to be the core of them right around age 24 25 26 i don't i don't think inherently that is me i don't think that could be me if i tried mm-hmm. to stunt it it just seems to be something that's going to want to forever evolve mm-hmm. and so 
it's going to be a wild ride at some point listening back on these episodes mm-hmm. because we're going to see the just the growth must be crazy even for people that have listened from episode 1 yeah to what it is now it's hearing us so talk, different hearing us talk about stuff hearing my growth in it must have been hilarious yes like <laughs> what what is this dude talking about now who is this nigga right and <laughs> and is he is he faking? There's no way. Ah. There's no way that he was who he was at episode one. And he is who he is now. Episode 67. Like, ah. there's no one grows like that. Mm-hmm. No one transitions like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to challenge those listeners by saying, continue to listen. And you and you see what happens. Because <laughs> I don't see it stopping. I just I just don't. Yeah. And so I will I will challenge that. I will challenge that. Um, please take care of yourselves as best you can in every way, shape, or form. Exercise. Try to eat well. Think well. Think intentionally about the information that you are consuming. I know it just gets easy to just keep scrolling and scrolling through your feed. If I'm not even necessarily saying to just give up social media. You don't have to be that hardcore. I'm sure that would help, but just try to be mindful about the things that you're clicking on, about the things that you're constantly interacting with. It is the same as food. You cannot eat McDonald's three times a day and expect to be in good health in a year from now. No, you cannot. How you going to win if you ain't right with them? It's very true. You know, it's real when you are who you think you are. Ooh, how do you expect? to consume the McDonald's, quote unquote, which would be the just trash media and trash content that you're looking at all the time that is just solely fulfilled by clicks, no matter how grotesque or how baseless it is. How do you expect to just continue to consume that and be in good mental health? It doesn't work that way. So... Take care of yourselves. I know that I will be taking care of myself. <laughs> and those are my last words for the people. Episode 67. Woo! Peace. <clears throat> Figured I was going to get up at some point to do that. So, um, Okay, well, one, let me let me tell you this first. Uh, this <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was I was late for work the other day. It was one of those times when you know, uh, well, maybe you don't. But Lil Wayne had a line. He said, "I'll fire this Nina like it's her first day on the job and the bitch overslept." Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> we all know what that feelings like. <laughs> like you gotta hop up and just start running yeah, and getting yeah, shit yeah. done. So just imagine someone firing her again like that. Like yeah. <laughs> I woke up. Like my, I guess I forgot to set my alarm and my eyes opened and what was really happened before my eyes opened, I just realized even with my new blackout curtains uh-huh. that there was just a little too much light. <laughs> it was one of those moments like my eyes opened and I was like, fuck. And I picked up my phone and I saw I was super late. Like I had woken up. Had your shift already started? When my you shift was going to start in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I usually wake up. <laughs> uh, 
an hour and 50 minutes before I woke up that day. Right. So I got up. Weird day. You know, I usually have a like a steady ramp up in the day because the beginning of the day and the end of the day, well, my day, I do things intentionally, you know this, and it, right. it matters to me the way I get up in the morning. Right. So I usually, you know, have I meditate, I have food, I'm watching some sort of content, YouTube video, reading a book or something like that. I, uh -huh. I, I like to enjoy my time getting up. Uh -huh. So none of that shit happened. <laughs> and uh -huh. I had to get out of the house in like nine minutes. Sheesh. So that's what I did. I only ended up getting work for 30 minutes late. But what made it even weirder is that I got downstairs in my car and got in my car and immediately realized that I had been robbed and someone had been in my car. <laughs> in me, as soon as I forgot in the car, I was like, this does not feel, I feel violated. What did they take? I, there was, there was, so very first thing was my glove compartment was open. And I was like, I didn't do that. Like I didn't open up my glove compartment Damn. and just leave it up. And then some wires were tossed around and you know, like wires, like phone wires, my, uh, headphone case wire that I used to charge that was just like kind of thrown off to the side because those lie where all my changes. So you could see like change was sort of splattered about because, you know, the person was clearly in there rummaging, trying to get as much change as possible because they didn't know when it was, you know, when time was going to be up for them. So, you know, it was a quick thing. My back right door was ajar. You know, your car lets you know what doors are open. Yeah. My back right door was ajar. I'm like, all right. Y'all came through here. Wow. And I would have felt like I could have placed the blame on any old fiend walking around if it weren't for the fact that when I parked my car earlier, and the reason my, my doors was open in the first place and ready to be robbed right. was because I had taken a walk earlier and I went into my, my car to get my headphones. And I guess when I closed the door to go on the walk, I didn't lock the door. <sighs> when I parked the car earlier, I was in between two cars and I just memorized things. So I know the cars I was in between. Mm -hmm. When I got in the car to go to work the next morning and realized I'd been robbed, I, had, I was adjacent to the fiends that live in the apartment across from me. <laughs> <sighs> I just knew that this story was going to end with them. They're gone now. Which even further leads me to believe that it was them. Just one last hurrah. Right, exactly. And then they moved out. Oh, weird, man. weird people. Oh, my God. Just weird. Oh, Again, you know, the stuff they were bringing out, handicap signs. They had a baby stroller, no baby. Just a bunch of weird stuff, man. I'm so glad that they're gone. <sighs> man, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, so... But, but it was fine because they must have been going through stuff. My, the, the top of my center console, there's a little compartment that was thrown off to the side. So, But they have, must have immediately realized that I have nothing of value in my life. <laughs> they're, they're like the most value. Uh, they they might have found something in the trunk. You know, you got a lot of shit in there. And they can go ahead and take a flat tire in Alice in Wonderland and whatever, and some flashlights. Some oil. Yeah, they can grab that stuff. That's fine. They'd be doing me a favor if they took some stuff out of it. For the most part, yeah, there's nothing valuable. The most valuable thing I have is probably this microphone equipment stuff here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, I was. Just, I saw that car next to my car afterwards, and I was like, come on. Like, dang. It's all because you came and knocked on my door, and I get, I didn't give you the Wi-Fi uh, password that one time. That was going to happen whether you gave that shit to them or not. <laughs> they don't give a shit about that. <laughs>
Steal something from this nigga. Steal something oh, from this car and steal his Wi-Fi. Gosh, man, and see that's that's the pain of not of not having real relationships with your neighbors. Mm. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have yeah, wanted them because they're just that, gosh. Sometimes you want to be see, like, because you know, there's this part of me that wants to be communal, and yeah. I like I would love to know neighbors, but yeah. I, I you I can't. Nah, certain, not certain, them. Certain people, not just when I'm in my house and I just come over here, just ah, ah! <laughs> like I can't. I don't get know me out of here. Yeah, yeah, that time too. Apartment thirty three, we're locked inside. Whoever's out there, <laughs> whoever you are, please come. Just like bro, I can't oh, go over there. Man. Like I can't help you guys out. You Ooh. guys are too weird. You're arguing all the time. Oh man, it smells like. It's like a casino in dirt, dog in ass, in smoke every time you walk out of there. Like, I can't, I just can't. I just, I, I just, I, I just can't do it. Well, I told, I told Duty, we didn't even see what happened to the dog on the way out. We didn't even, <laughs> we don't even know if the dog is still alive, bro. Let Fido go. Well, everybody, I know that this has been a thing. I like I know I know that like people have the right to this is gonna sound wild because I've I've talked about this on one of the super early pods, but I know that everyone's allowed to just have a child. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if there's a real case for this out there that anyone's trying to make on any political side or is there's any movement or anything about it. But we there in certain states, not all clearly, uh-huh. but there are background checks for for guns for firearms. I'm so glad you just brought that. Up. I just feel like having a child, like bringing a life into this world, is just very uh-huh. important. And everybody can't just <laughs> come on. Like there's certain people where you just know, yeah, you know, like fuck, <laughs> you're having a kid. Good luck. No, not even good. Like, good luck to all of us. Oh. We all have to deal with them. Your child has to go to school with that child. Oh, like, right, it's it. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's whatever. <laughs> all right, man. Um, <laughs> Just fuck three, two, one. We're just going right. to keep all that. Mikey, you can just keep all that. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, just go, go ahead. <laughs> it's on video, too, so yeah. we can maybe make that into something. Um.